Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Nom, nom, nom. Mmm, yummy. Tiny bubbles. Chompity chomp chomp. <laughs> That's a tasty treat. Make me happy. Make me feel fine. And then you get to it and you're a hateful bitch! Tiny bubbles. Y'all right over there, Jake? <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Ben, your sunshine in Gotham, and you're really going to need me this episode. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm the Miller Brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics we read through each week. And I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess, and I'm going last this time because I came up with our theme beverage for the Brotherhood of Batman podcast. Choppity chop chop. <laughs> Sorry. That was so good. It was so good. <laughs> so we're a, are a podcast of three very different brothers who read Batman books in some kind of order and have theme beverages and watch Batman the animated TV show and do other stuff bat related. Batman. So we appreciate we you fight tuning crime in. Crime in the middle of the night. Oh, we fight well, each other. Well, that's more fair accurate. too. Yeah. So just like Jason does, and yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're glad you're listening, and the book we read this week was called Batman the Cult, and I made a beverage for you guys. This is uh, Tropical Punch Kool-Aid and rum. We are drinking the Kool-Aid, gentlemen, as we <laughs> venture into the cult. So. Oh, that's good. Cheers. Clankity, clank, clank. Clankity, clank, clank. Sippity, ship, sip. <laughs> Aaron, when you said you, ooh, that's tasty. When you said you had an idea for this book for a beverage, I thought you were going to make Bloody Marys. Oh, I should have. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. I hate them. I don't like them either. Yeah, Yeah, I don't like them either. I'm glad you did. (laughs) All three of us would have been staring at them like, I don't really want to (laughs) drink that. I don't want to drink that. I want a celery stick. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds delicious. No, but I mean, this is blood red. I mean, it's great coloring. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes along with uh, this very cheerful book that we read that I'll give you a, a well, review of or yeah. a summary of in a minute here. But anything going on in your lives, gentlemen? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, you. nerd? Why is this clip being so Get the nerd! 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 Geek. Why is Channel 4 blinking? Geek. I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. What'd you say? What'd you call me? I said, why is channel four blinking? <laughs> so Ben thought that if the light was blinking on the channel indicator on the recording device, that means we were in the great talking zone. <laughs> okay. Sarah and Ben both thought that while recording Sarah's our not podcast. Sarah's not here to herself, called... so I'm going to say Ben. No, it was Sarah. Our podcast is called What's New, Nancy Drew? And you can find that wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> Speaking oh. of Weekend Geek. Where can you find podcasts? So you can find this one on uh, Twitter at Brother HD Batman or send us an email at Brother Podcast. Sure you can. You can I post episodes. Us. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I don't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to our links on Facebook at the Brotherhood of Batman Facebook well, podcast, Facebook, Facebook podcast. Yeah. I put links on there too. Go to our Facebook page. You can find me and all of my fabulousness about Batman on <laughs> the Brotherhood of Batman on Instagram. All right. Uh, oh. So, um, 
Geeky Live. So I read uh, some things regarding the Batman movie. There's mm-hmm. been more development. So uh, the first one was that it was delayed a few weeks. Do you guys know why? I do. No. Because uh, Pattison was having some trouble bulking up for his role. So Aww, poor baby. So they had to give him time to fatten up a little bit, which I thought was funny. And you see delayed in, in you know, online and stuff, and you're like, oh, no, what's happening? But, you know, I thought that was a funny reason to be delayed a little bit. Have um, you ever heard the stories of when Christian Bale was getting in shape for no. uh, Batman Begins? So they told him he needed to put on some muscle weight, and he put on, like, 60 pounds of muscle and wouldn't fit in the bat suit that they had oh, molded shoot. for him. So, yeah, so they had to, like, film, like, his training stuff first out of sequence so that he could slim back down to fit in the suit. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's big. kind of on them, though. Yeah, that is kind of, you don't say you need to gain this amount. And well, and Christian Bale does crazy stuff with his weight. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, God, like yeah. Phoenix and stuff, too. Yeah, they're, some of those character actors are really into some of that, yeah. Yeah, but these artsy-fartsy... Uh, Sparkly vampires can't, can't <laughs> tack on a couple pounds. Yeah, apparently not. But he was uh, a slim, sexy vampire for teenage girls who didn't want a bunch of bulk. Sparkly, sparkle, sparkle. Yeah, yeah. We I we just Aaron. finished my. I guess my we finished watching that whole series again. Kelly wanted to watch the movies, and my God, are they the most horrible things? They're great. They're terrible. It took us so long to get through them. We both were falling asleep at night trying to watch these. It took us like a month and a half, two months to watch five, six movies or whatever it was. Aaron, I'm starting to doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. (laughs) Do you remember what that is? Johnny. No, what was it? What is it? Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Yes, yes, yes. yes, I do remember that. Yeah, it was good times. Uh, But also the updates with the Batman is it sounds like we're getting a long Halloween story, which I'm super excited about. And there's rumors of the casting now for Two-Face. They're looking at some different ideas they're kicking around. So when this episode gets aired, they'll probably have already announced that. But I'm excited to see. Who are they kicking around? I heard Matthew McConaughey. That's the nickname I've heard. And actually, they did a mock-up picture, and it didn't look that bad of him as Two-Face since he's gotten older. He's he's played a lawyer in several movies. I mean, he's got that kind of crazy... Mm-hmm. He's kind of suave. Yeah, I think he can do it. I think yeah, I think it, now that he's a little older and more, you know, kind of out of his. Is this going to be good? Like, can you have a Batman movie with a dozen villains? Uh, well, you got John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, so that's going to be pretty awesome. I think you can if it's world building as opposed to trying to make them each have their own story arc and each be this. I mean, they could maybe have the spotlight for a couple scenes, but you can't have. Uh, is it long Halloween? Are they just doing it? I don't know. We don't. I know. don't know. Maybe. Interesting. I mean, it, it seems like that's where they're pulling the most of their um, their story ideas from right now. So hmm. I've been reading some comics outside of Batman. I've just been trying to what? spend my time. How uh, do you have the time? Well, what? <laughs> Who is that? I, that was. Oh. I don't work retail and. Uh, my bat baby goes to bed early, so that's nice. And, yeah. Um, so I, I just read. <laughs> Aaron uh, and I both glared at you. <laughs> we <laughs> have no time in our lives. <laughs> I read an Elseworlds book called The Nail, which is kind of fun. It's a Justice League The Nail. It deals with uh, the premise if um, Ma and Paul Kent had a flat tire that fateful morning and had it made it to the rocket. 
Oh shoot! Oh. What, what would have changed in the DC universe? And a lot. Who got him? Where would he end up? To get well, it, it's the very end. of We're the not book. reading it, Jake. Okay. You can't justify a Superman Elseworlds book. Uh, it. Uh, he does not. You don't meet Kal El until the end, and he crashed in a neighboring farm, uh, and was raised Amish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Olsen is the bad guy because he never had his pal Superman and uh, he turns evil. That's cute. Huh. Yeah. Have you, this, that reminds me, have you guys seen the movie Brightburn? I've heard of it. I, I haven't watched it. it yet. It's uh, the premise, Ben, is what if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister. Oh. I really want to see it. So maybe uh, that should be something we check out sometime. Yeah. Uh, related to Batman, I've been trying to read some of these Elseworlds that apparently you guys are never going to pick for your Elseworlds in our seasons. <laughs> so I've tried to do ones That's that are like our picks, Jake. Yeah, yeah what the our fuck, picks. Jake? We literally get one book each a season. Mine have trench coats, and Ben has Jason Todd. Come on, right, right. Tim broke. Drake. His name is Timothy Drake. So I'm reading wider <laughs> DC Elseworlds. Lions Aaron is crumbling. Mildly have Batman. <laughs> um, I also picked a DC vs. Marvel Elseworlds that had every character ever, so y'all can thank me any time. Uh, yeah, next up is Superman Red Sun. I'm excited to read that one. So. Oh, yeah. That is fun. I'm glad you're getting to read through your collection because that was the point of this podcast. Yeah. Ben, My Big Geek, uh, this was quite a while ago when we recorded this, but I was able to see Frozen 2. And I'm still chugging along on Disney Plus, and I'm enjoying all the things I'm watching. My husband is not, so we're having many a uh, marital disputes. He's not enjoying Disney Plus or what you're watching. He's not enjoying what I'm enjoying. Um, there's this cool show called Encore, which is uh, they go and have all these like old people redo their high school musical productions from when they were in high school. And Josh is like, I mean, it's fine, but I want drama. And I was like, you didn't even go to high school. This means not. This is not for you, Josh. So it's a lot of that around the house lately. Um, That's hosted by Kristen Bell, right? It is loosely hosted. Loosely I love hosted. her, but it, she's like, I get a paycheck and I just have to show up every once in a while. She doesn't even do that. She's she's in the first minute. She says where they're going to be. She says the town and so the name of the high school. She records all that in ten minutes at the beginning. Yeah, and she probably got like zillions. Oh, know, probably. probably. But, do you think she'd make a good Harley Quinn? Are they talking about that? No, I just came up with the idea. I mean, I would watch around. it. Yeah, she's crazy. She can be crazy. She can be crazy. Yeah, she could be crazy. Yeah. I'd be into that. I like her. I um, like but anyways, Frozen Two was cute. You should go see it. It's not a great movie, but it's a great Disney sequel. Okay, that's my critique. I I'm taking won't. your children soon. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. Is Disney Plus worth getting now that you both have had it? Yes, for the love of God, just buy it. I, it's I, everything. I told Jake, I, we texted that I I can't have four streaming services. Otherwise, you they don't just may need as well bundle any all other of them together and call them cable. You don't need any other streaming service. Well, at, I like Hulu a lot, and at I'm the keeping point Hulu. that it's at there, and the point that we're recording, there are three episodes of The Mandalorian out. Those three episodes alone justify the $7 for the month that we've owned it. Uh, Kelly would cry at Encore, probably. That show's cute. There's a high school musical TV show. There's every episode of Gargoyles. There's yeah. That's So Raven. All the Avenger movies. Every princess movie. Right, every movie from the vault. Like, I'm getting my heart palpitations. All right. They're going to start putting out more <laughs> original content. I'm just trying to stall this introduction before we get into this book because I think Ben's going to take a dark turn. So, What do you mean? I'm having fun. I love everyone. So this book. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say Jake didn't write the damn book. 
Oh, fair enough. Yeah, Jake writes didn't. the damn book. I did read it. <laughs> the Cult is a cheerful, happy book, Bo- and <laughs> it is baloney. Batman being uh, has a lot of dream sequences in this book, and hallucinations, and he spends some time with this reverend who is trying <laughs> to mold Gotham into the image that he wants, and he's trying to recruit followers to help him in his mission to cleanse Gotham and make it a place for them. Batman finds himself believing in the Reverend, finds himself assisting in the Reverend's mission at different times to convert the citizens of Gotham, one way or the other, into following the Reverend and converting the city into uh, a mold that the Reverend uh, desires. Would you guys? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We have... Robin in here, and this is Jason Todd Robin, right? Yep, because that's our Robin now. Yep, that's the real Jason Todd Robin. Not the last episode where y'all kept saying Jason to piss me off when it was really Tim. Yes. Yep. This is so meaty thigh Jason. We do have some meaty dynamics. Thigh Jason. Yeah, meaty thigh. Dynamics between them. Yeah, let's just get into it. Okay. So, I actually think this book had some interesting things to say. Um, this is not my cup of soup. This is not really even my Batman. But I, I liked watching Batman go through the struggles. Like I think there were a lot of good question, like good things brought up, like about morality and violence. And um, I don't know if you guys read the introduction. I, I did. did. Uh, After your I recommendation, I would have skipped it because I was running out of time. But I, I made sure I read it first. My recommendation to read. You told me to read the foreword before I read the book. Oh, I did? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I skimmed it, and it, it talks a lot about censorship and violence. But in the 1950s, the United States freaked out big time over comic books. Yeah, it yeah. talks about that. Um, and so it's kind of like we wanted to tell the story, and I think art should not be censored, and yada, yada. And I think all of that's lovely. Um, it was super violent. I don't care for reading all that but it wasn't really batman being that violent like he stuck to his gun i mean he he freaked (laughs) out a little bit i know but for the most part like he was like this is wrong and this is bad and this is violent like the book had something to say so i don't really feel like it was trash but maybe i'm just getting mellowed all of this but i don't i don't think we needed to read it it reminded me there are parts at the beginning that reminded me of the shaman series that we read with Mm -hmm. like the uh, some of the hallucinating, some of the priest aspects, some of the religious undertones. Um, in my recap, I said that the Reverend's trying to mold Gotham. Well, he's he's crazy, and he's recruiting people through drugs and hallucinations. And this isn't the first villain that we've had in our reading that has resorted to drugs or hallucinating or trying to put people in trances. We've had Uh-oh. the Scarecrow a few times. We've had the Joker with his gas. And we've had, you know, other things where... Yeah, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Ben. Fair enough. Uh, this book was not about fun. This book was a kind of an in-your-face about... Um, Homeless people? Homeless, rising up. Uh, the violence, um, gun control. <laughs> what it takes to break someone. 
It was yeah. dark. Like I, Aaron, you were like, take something else in your road trip to read after this book. I was like, ha ha, Aaron. But I'm glad I did because I read it and I, I was like, I see that this is not complete garbage, but I don't feel great about reading it. And, you know, and I've joked periodically that I want the series to be darker in this one. This one was dark, but it wasn't the kind like that I thought. It wasn't like psychological, psychological like, the Joker killed someone. Joker related, which... You have. I feel like you can relate, like not relate, but <laughs> no, not, that's not what I meant. I like, know. I feel like it's different if you have a character like the Joker that's doing things where it's a villain, it's a, a known entity, whereas you have this Reverend who we've had. You know, there are cults out there now. There's stuff in the news about what's the guy's name? R. Kelly having issues like his own kind of cult with women and and other things, and people get seduced by the nuances and the stories that these guys are telling well and, and seduced by the media the media mm-hmm. was a huge character in this and by right. how much influence they had over what the general public was seeing right. and what they were believing mm-hmm. speaking of the media i did not enjoy how much this book repeated pictures there's entire pages that is just a panel of a news person with the exact same face where they just yeah. copy and pasted the picture over and over. And it's like, why don't you just write it like a novel? Because all I'm doing is reading all this text. My yeah. eye is just going from guy to guy being like, is your facial expression changing? It's not. And they did that through the entire story. So that was a, uh, a storytelling element that I think was really popularized by Frank Miller in the dark Knight returns. Um, where well, good thing you never get to pick an Elseworlds, Jake. The talking heads of the media <laughs> were a, another character. They were, they were more of a character in that book than they were in this book. But and then change their expression. It was the same picture in every one. That's what I'm complaining about. In comparing it to the Dark Knight, um, those voices were completely different. These voices were very neutral and monotone, and it was more showing uh, either the the government officials or the people on the street to let them tell what was going on and let them be the characterization. So it became extremely repetitive. Whereas I thought it was more effective in the dark Knight returns because you had a different flair of different channel surfing mm-hmm. and it was a, um, it was a commentary on media back then. Did you so think I it think was intentional was, in this? I mean? think it was, I think Jim Starling was attempting to make another great Batman graphic novel here i think he was setting out to do a story unlike anything else that was in print at that point in time Mm -hmm. uh this was at the end of the this is an 88 uh at the end of the bronze age getting into the bronze age (laughs) getting into (laughs) modern age um he's very been he's been very outspoken about how he um he didn't like where what Batman had become and he wanted to take Batman. Uh, the quote, I think it's in the beginning of the book or I took it offline is a dark Knight was stripped of his fearsome anger and forced to be something that he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. F- a happy father figure uh, chasing aliens around a day glow Gotham city. And he said he was, you know, do you know what I like? Happy fathers and aliens in a day glow <laughs> in the sunshine. I mean, I get it and I respect that. And I like darker stories. Like there are dark stories where characters die that I like, but I agree with Aaron that's felt just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I read this. um, You had said Jake earlier that we, you sometimes tell us off 
recording different things we're going to be reading. And you said that there's some Jason Todd story. There's a Jason Todd story coming up where it really shows him get violent. And I read this whole book thinking this was going to be it. I expected Jason to somehow crack and oh, okay. be the one like to kill. No, he was he was more of the rock he in this one. He was the voice and, of reason, yeah. yeah. I mean, he saved Batman's butt a couple times. And until Batman finally snapped out of his drug-induced state, Batman got broke in this. And I, I thought that we were going to have Bane be the one that breaks Batman. We will. I know. This isn't canon for me. This isn't canon for you. <laughs> so kidding. I'm kind of a little, I don't know, disappointed that Batman broke in this when I was he looking. broke in a different way. Right. And he broke mentally and, you know, emotionally. Well, so he comments that he's been Batman for 10 years at this point and it, that this is the first time he's felt broken. But like you guys were saying, like it took Robin... And it took this new Robin to bring him back every single time that he didn't know if he could be Batman anymore. It was Robin calling for help. It was Robin mm-hmm. encouraging him to keep yeah. going. Which is a good moment for Jason. It's yes. a good like, it's like, oh, you're actually partners. You're actually important. I like this. But I was frustrated. He didn't seem like a punk, Jason, in this book. No, he was written. And honestly, I was like, I know it's Jason because of the time frame of continuity. But I felt like it was more Dick. I don't know. I disagree because every time they got into the mix, every time that there needed to be a time for fisticuffs, Jason got excited. He's but like, at, yeah, uh, let's do but it. But at that and point, like, oh, they okay. said it was Jason. Like we read a couple, we read like a full, this book was four long books. It was four long comics put together. And we get at least through one or two before we see, before they ever call him Jason. Um, And by the time they finally did, then he starts getting violent. But it was like a fun violent. It wasn't like the rest of this book. Like even his like, yeah, I'm excited to fight was the only like fun part of this book. Right. Because then that's stolen away from him as he sees the horrors that are down in the sewers of Gotham. Yeah. And he uses he 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 uses some kind of um, term like buddy or he uses something he's like oh golly like he says something that i'm like everyone's dying and you just beat the crap out of these people and then you're gonna say something like oh golly like it just felt disconnected (laughs) yeah it didn't yeah um and i don't know if that was designed just to tie it back to the character roots that you knew that this is the kid yeah but maybe it was a nod to the you know cheesiness that he was referencing maybe probably and it was written in 1981 so there's still a bit of that 88. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the graphic novel was yes, recent. Yes, you're right. I, I did see that. It was written, right, because by 1991, something else has happened. Yeah, you uh, also, uh, like, Robin <laughs> did sound like a kid in a couple parts where he's like, we'll mm-hmm. show them and, you know, saying things like that. I think yeah, that it was encouraging and it kept Batman moving forward. So I do think that's good. I, I think part of my frustration was reading, and this isn't necessarily anyone's fault, but... I didn't write the damn book. No, 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 no. But I w- I guess I misunderstood you when you were talking about upcoming books. But I read this thinking this was going to be Jason getting violent. So I read that looking for that, thinking that was going to be the justifiable reason for reading it. And when that didn't happen, I was like, oh, we don't really need to read this. But I get that you picked it because there's not that much Jason. So we needed something. And I did like that it solidified him as a strong partner for Batman. He did do this one good thing. It just seemed like a lot to read and a lot of very violent quote-unquote obvious points to be made just to get like oh we saw a jason story is that fair sure i mean i don't care if you think it's fair that's my yeah opinion. i don't know if that <laughs> i mean are you saying that like 
just to get a Jason story in here. That's why Jake picked this, just so just, we could have something. Well, he with hadn't Jason. read it beforehand in his defense, and had you? No. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, within I mean, researching you, it more, I think, especially the character of Jason, you need to you need to dig into his violent past and his violent nature, right? And that's what separates him from the other Robins is he's volatile to the point that they're having fun and they're enjoying him themselves. Mm-hmm. And to to have Jason experience horrors like he does in this book, I think would help to shape whether or not it's your head canon, whether you put this into your Batman canon, would help shape that character um, going forward. Right. Right. So there are some different aspects I did want to talk about that I thought were good. Oh, yeah. And some fun. So I read this book and I'm like, man, this, some of this seems familiar. Like, I was wondering, did they use this book as a reference for The Dark Knight Rises I wrote without Bane? Yeah. Because a lot of the storyline, a lot of the island being separated, Gordon uh, being coming shot up from in the sewers, prison, coming like, up from the sewers, yeah. a lot of that, like, clearing the streets and, you know, everybody having to follow his way. I thought, you know, maybe this had to have been pulled. There had to be some of this pulled from that to to make that movie, I thought. Which I thought, you know, that was interesting. So you can actually see... I enjoy reading uh, books like that, that I feel like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe the the movie producers and writers of the movies this pulled a inspiration. as a inspiration. I, I think that's neat to, like, find some of the books that you're not necessarily expecting to find as um, something that's been used and something else that you've enjoyed. Yeah, it's always cool to see where things come from and where people pull inspiration. Well, and I very much have the unpopular opinion that The Dark Knight Rises is my favorite of the trilogy. Like oh, it's my, good. My personal oh. favorite. And so, like, for me to like that movie above the other two so much, like, not realizing that there's a lot of direct inspiration taken out of this book, like, and having not read it before, I was a little ashamed of myself. What? That's your favorite of that trilogy? I, very quickly, I absolutely think that The Dark Knight is hands down the best and maybe one of the best superhero movies ever made. But oh, but you just I, enjoy the third I one? I enjoy the third one the most. Gotcha. Hmm. I the, love Bane. The, yeah, but you also love Two-Face. Two-Face. But Two-Face is in the second one. I know, but it's all the ramifications of the Two-Face story. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did y'all think about the tank? Again, it's very Dark Knight Returns. Like, he strolls up into a giant tank in that book, and uh, it's got machine guns and you know, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was fun. I thought it was silly. Monster truck. It monster truck. Giant wheels. Totally. I think it felt way out of place here. It was totally comic y and cartoony, and yeah, it did seem out and, of like, place. And they were just going to plow through and kill everyone. They didn't, no, but that's what he, it felt well, like. You know, and Batman's like arming himself and good old Bessie. with good old Bessie, he references <laughs> and yeah. they're, you know, but you find out it's tranquilizers. Well, yeah, if they're firing tranks from machine guns, that stuff still isn't going to just like poke, poke <laughs> you in the arm. It's going to like penetrate. And, and, no, like, but Batman will also break you your arm for yeah. selling a little bit of pot on the street. Oh, so. Well, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, Batman with an Uzi. Uh, it, it's again, it's Batman with a gun. But at least at this point, it's Batman with a gun, where he's been brainwashed. In the that's the middle part of the story. But then he comes back and, with Robin, and they're both armed to the teeth, and they have like and he's like training Jason how to shoot in the outside their building. Like yeah, let's shooting blow the, up the dead tree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like shooting the mannequins. And do they say that, Aaron? Is that a hey, thing? bud? Let's party. <laughs> 
Yeah, they basically he yeah he basically like, let's target this dead tree. I didn't like it anyway, and they like blow it up with a rocket, and I'm like, okay. it was a little silly. Um, so uh, the, about the sewers, I want to go there real quick. So a lot of stories. You want to go to the sewers? Yeah, there's bodies down there. Well, and Ninja Turtles. He's hoping Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, a lot of stories in Batman deal with. Uh, either escaping to the sewers. We read it in Nightwing Year One. Nightwing Year One. Uh, Clayface escaped down there. I know there's going to be some stuff that's coming up. Croc likes to live in the sewers. Like, what do you guys think it is about the? Well, Harvey Dent and Solomon Grundy were down in the sewers yeah. in one of those books you made us read. I like <laughs> in Batman stories that that's something that Batman cannot control. He can't see it. You know, from his rooftop purchases. Well, he has bat vision. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with his bat vision from the rooftops. Well, that was easy. Yeah, a little too easy. He could see the streets and and the buildings, but he can't control the the filth that's underneath his city, and it keeps bubbling up and and affecting him. And I I like that uh, motif a lot in his stories. Yeah, there's a lot going on under the sewers, and there's a lot of dead bodies going on 500 missing people yeah that, i wrote that down too there's 500 miss in the one week yeah in one and week this is like early on in the book there's 500 missing yeah. persons reported in a week so, they kill thousands of people in this book yeah it's but they're killing quote-unquote criminals yes so it's supposed to rise raise the question of like is what they're doing is good right like yeah. do you have the book here jake Ugh, I don't want to look at it. Yeah, anymore. what level of violence is acceptable? Like, do the do the means justify the end and all that? And it, it looks at Batman. You know, like he when he's uh, drugged and when he's possessed, he dreams of killing Two Face. He dreams mm-hmm. of killing Joker, and he's gratified by it. Like he's released and he's enjoying it. And I actually enjoyed that part. I thought that was a realistic thing. For him to question and i like that it happened with Mm -hmm. joker first like the book opens up with that um yeah foreshadowing to what's about to happen with our beloved jason (laughs) um he's literally like all the harm joker's done what if i just ended it and this feels so good to just end the joker i'm like yeah i thought it would be that's why i looked at it to see when it was written and i was like was this was written after jason dies then that's them. Jason dies? Oh, shut up. If this was written after <laughs> Jason dies, and that was them clearly whatever, but it was actually written before. I was like, oh. Yeah, so I, I like that. It started with Joker, and then the second issue is him hallucinating about killing the Two-Face, and then they drop it. The third and the fourth isn't him killing him else. Well, he's, in his he's past his hallucinations. I know, yeah. but that mm. seemed a little like formulaic to do it twice, and then they just didn't do it. Oh, okay. That they oh, weren't I see. Yeah, that's formula. what I'm saying. Like yeah. those Those two. I could see that. Because there is a bit of hallucinations in the next ones um, from time to time with his parents or whatever he thinks about it. But it's not the same formula. Formula? Formula. (laughs) But I think he's coming back to himself. And so he's no longer dreaming of of murdering these people. He's 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 dreaming of why did I get into this? Yeah. And he's being haunted by his parents again. I get that. I just think if you have four issues or something and the first two start the exact same... Then the third the one going, should yeah. Yeah, there should be something there to make it flesh out. Yeah, but. one of my this book did have one of my favorite panels out of everything we've read so far. Oh my god, oh. Are we, is our alliance over? Are we about to throw down? <laughs> what? The no, hell? it's it's 
Gordon's laying in the hospital. Oh. And there's three three panels. The first two is the nurse looking at Gordon as he lays in the hospital with all the security going on. Uh-huh. The second panel is just Gordon with the door open in the background with the nurse and detectives talking. And then the third panel is just <laughs> Batman's little <laughs> tiny head peeping in the window. <laughs> hey, no. hey, Jim, there you are. It is and pretty then, good. <laughs> so that, that, are you in there? Yeah. That, Hello. That, that uh, panel alone was like, okay, this book was worth reading just for this one little... S- <laughs> as Aaron giggles to himself. Yeah, it totally was just like... Um, That's a good segue, Aaron. <laughs> I actually think one thing this book did well, or one thing this book did that I'm glad we got to touch back on, was we haven't had much Batman and Gordon lately. Yeah. Um, the only Gordon we've really had lately is related to his daughter, Barbara, um, in mm-hmm. this season. And in this, Batman is like, Gordon's my best friend. And they like call each other friends. And mm-hmm. it's this thing that we really haven't seen Yeah, their relationship them. is a lot more chummy, I think, in mm-hmm. this, because... You know, Batman comes back and he's like, I'm back. And Gordon's, you know, the, it's definitely more of a, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming back kind of relationship. And not that, you know, not an adversarial, I'm still keeping you around because I need you because my police can't handle this kind of right. they relationship. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I, I'm glad we got to see that again. Even if I don't necessarily buy it because of all the things they've gone through, I, I'm so glad that it's there. So, Ben, you mentioned that this book doesn't make it into your headcanon. I mean, it does. It it didn't do anything that, like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to... It's not gothic level? It's not gothic level. I think it had <laughs> more to say, and I, I, I liked Batman. I feel like Batman had some moments of, like, really making the right decision and stuff. But, again, it's a book from the 80s, which wasn't really my thing. And it, I just, it was long, and it was violent, and I don't think it was necessary for me to have read. Um, so in that sense, but if I'm like really thinking about continuity, it doesn't really hurt anything to be there. I like how Robin slaps Batman around. And, and then he has a sad <laughs> look. He's like, oh my God, what'd I do? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Should have yeah. hit my dad. Yeah. Oh, both books this uh, last time so, we recorded had to do with Robin hitting Batman. Did you, yeah. did you notice the panel where this one guy, one kid gets shot? Did you reference his name? Which one kid gets shot? No, his, his name was Billy. Oh, Billy! Billy. Oh, Billy. <laughs> um, one thing that really stuck with me... Poor was Billy. it the totem? That was very odd. This hallucinating totem, and then it's like two feet tall, and Batman's like, no, it was 40 feet tall. It was and massive. And it looks like a giant penis. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here about... Um, I mean, I think that's definitely a comment on the, the over-masculinity of comics and, and Batman mm-hmm. particularly. Yeah. There's a lot of things in here about race, and there's a lot of it. things about class. One set of pages that I... I don't want to say liked, but one set of pages that stuck with me um, was we meet this kid on the street who's an artist. I'm looking for the page. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he gets jumped by the reverend's uh, conformance. Yeah, and so he's walking down the streets, and he lives in a bad part of Gotham, a bad part where you have to kind of do whatever you can to put food on the table. He doesn't sell drugs to kids. He doesn't hurt anybody. He goes to school. He puts himself through art school. But he does transport a bag from this part of town to that part of town. And that's why the reverends um, 
militia, his little cult army, target him and, and murder him in cold blood. And- yeah, it was it was a touching scene. It was it was one of the parts that I and it really didn't have anything to do with Batman. It just really showed that, you know, sometimes you just have a bad situation and a bad life and Well there's a different defining line of what's good and what's bad right not only is he not bad but like he's genuinely like doing his best and he just lives in this crappy part of town and he doesn't come from a place where he's able to get out of it and it's just not only did he get punished for doing a quote-unquote illegal thing but also he just like it he didn't really have a chance and i it was sad, but it didn't like offend me. It made me like think and made me appreciate that they like I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I like I like that it is there. It was a good moment of the book. Yeah, thank you. Um and it didn't have anything to do with Batman and none of us can find it flipping. <laughs> There's through. no pages in here. No, I know. And it's, it's literally near the front, it's literally two it's two pages. It's a full open spread. And you see his art and he wanted to be a comic. Like he's drawing like superheroes and stuff. And you see his art with like blood sputter at the end. Yeah. And I'm no, like, I, I caught that page. It's too. just such a, it's such a moment of like wasted potential. I yeah. feel like that's a thing that's real in real life. Like there's these people that are never going to get out of their bad situations, um, which is really sad. Well, so then we, we get to the end and Batman finally confronts, the deacon or the reverend or whatever this dude was. And the guy has a martyr complex. He, he, and a lot of these cult guys throughout history have had that, that once I get killed, my prophecy is fulfilled. My goal is fulfilled. I've done what I needed to do. And that will put me in history. And that's the same with a lot of serial killers and stuff throughout time and history. They've all had that. Once I get, murdered and once that happens then you know i can live on forever and everything that i wanted to do is achieved he wants batman to kill him he wants him to you know pull the trigger on the gun but batman finally does you know reverts back to who he is and what he what he wants and he doesn't i really like that they made that the defining choice that batman had to do in this book because of the violent level because of the questionable, like, there's some parts while Batman's drug induced, like, where we question, did Batman maybe kill somebody actually? Mm-hmm. And I like that it's such an important part of his character that Batman does not kill, that he won't even take down this guy who's begging for right. it. Right. And you don't see him killing one. But uh, that I think that's my canon issue, is because I feel like it's very strongly assumed that he did something bad in this because he's with them for a while. But we don't know. We don't actually see him murdering people. We don't. Yeah. Uh, we do see him eating slop and being starved and trying to steal <laughs> some food after some people that do get killed. Like, he's just with them when they're killing people. So I don't really get what all's happening. Yeah. But the food was gross in this. Um, they're, like, feeding him just enough to stay alive and, like, yeah. spoon-feeding him. And and like, he's not allowed this. to, like, get food and, you know, the hallucinating parts. It was, like, really? It comes from like, starving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think the parts and and i know this isn't your kind of book ben but i think this book was made to make you uncomfortable it was made to be a horror book right which is why i it's slightly better than gothic because i i can appreciate what this book was doing i just it's in a basket it's in a 
basket. Right, exactly. I just didn't want to read it. <laughs> you know, I I think that's, that's fair. Fine. You can appreciate. You always have that choice of what you can read and right. what kind of art you can take in. I mean, right. it's, you know, luckily where we live and the kind of people that we are, we can we can absorb what we choose to absorb. Well, that was deep. But I mean, you're right. Um, I like sunshine and bright colors, but there's a lot of bright red in this. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of red. red. Oh, yeah. that is. Thank you. Um, that's one something I want to talk about. So at the beginning, when we first start seeing Robin, we only ever see him in shadows. You don't see his full costume for like an issue or two. I thought that was interesting. And then when you do finally see him, you finally see him in all his bright yellow glory. Um, the first when he finds Batman in the sewer. So he's in the office talking to Gordon. He's doing all these different things and he's in shadows and you can tell it's Robin, but you don't see the full outfit Mm -hmm. until Batman has been shot at in the sewer and Robin dives in to save him. And it's his first heroic moment. Yeah. Um, I I liked that too. Like there were things that were done well. I just, uh, it's gross. Well, and uh, to get into the creative team a little bit with the art, like I thought that the art was, I mean, there are a few panels here and there where you can maybe aren't as strong as the rest of them, but Uh, all of the reporter scenes were trash. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But throughout the story, like it's very consistent. It, It gives you a feeling like the storytelling in the writing is, is, is mirrored with the art very well. It's, it's that icky, uncomfortable, Mm-hmm. Um, confusing feeling where you don't know what's happening. That you know, is this a hallucination? Is this real? And it, I think it's done very well. Virtual reality. Um, I do want to talk about Jim Starling a little bit, the writer of the book. Okay. Before we uh, close up, he's going to be somebody very important in the coming books that we're going to be reading. Uh, oh, is he? Oh, he is. Uh, he wrote Batman for a little while. Won't go. <gasps> We won't go too deep into it. He's most well known for his creation of Thanos, Drax, oh. and Gamora over at Marvel. Really? Uh, he created Thanos? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, he... Uh, Can he snap the Teen Titans away? Uh, maybe. Hey, Aaron, you have something on your forehead. Let me get it for you. <laughs> die! Die! He did a lot of the cosmic stuff in DC, to too, with Darkseid and the Fourth World and all that. Uh, Separate the spread. Yeah. And he only did 17 issues of Batman outside of this book. And those 17 issues are going to be pretty important to the rest of our season here. Yeah. One of the fun things, though, he created... Uh, <laughs> 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 he created... A, we, I spared you guys a book. It was on the reading list. If you, you guys want to read no some stuff credit. that I had on my list... No credit! Uh, go read The Ten Nights of the Beast. It's a very dated book. Uh, so it, it's like everything else you've had us read. A lot of it's been retconned, and it deals with the book, the political climate of 1988 quite a bit. <laughs> so, uh, pass. Yeah, but it introduces a character called the KG Beast. Um, <laughs> so KG who will eventually Beast. be uh, kind of a recurring Batman I've read villain. stuff with him. He's a yeah, thing. He's yeah. a thing. Um, well, spoiler, dude. <laughs> he's not a big thing. No, Ex- he's not important. <laughs> Except his character uh, appears in Batman v Superman. Um, he's the. Have you guys seen Batman? Uh, so, yeah. listeners, if you've seen Batman v Superman, he's the gangster that's working underneath Lex Luthor, the one that kind of sets up Superman. Uh, he's the Russian that that Bruce Wayne's trying to track down. So, Jim Starlin said in an interview that he made more money from the Batman v Superman 
uh, the royalty checks for that character, the KG Beast, who was never called KG Beast, than he did for all of the Marvel stuff that he oh, did. Oh, that sucks. For even creating Thanos? Oh, yeah, Thanos, Drax, the G- Gamora, all those characters. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> the, so, I thought that was funny. I mean, we, we've talked about when we read Bat- or watched Batman and Bill... Like the the history of comic book writers and stuff. You gotta get your artists. stuff written down. You better get your stuff authorized. Yeah, you better get some notarized. Well, you create anything stuff. for the big two, and it's theirs. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that sucks. It's all work for higher stuff. Yeah. Is there any other points that you guys? Oh, I have one more big point before we move on. I was I was all fine. You know, the TV stuff was whatever. But the one thing that dated this book real bad for me was that uh, they were uh, the Deacons group ends up attacking some people that are stealing some VCRs, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "These things go for a grand on the street." <laughs> a grand. Yeah. What was that about? Is that a thing that ever happened? VCRs selling for a thousand dollars a piece. I don't know. I don't that know. doesn't make Maybe no when sense. They first came out. <laughs> Who knows? I just thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah, it was very that seemed extremely dated. So. Yeah. Aaron, what did we learn? But let me ask you something. <laughs> what do you think? Oh. Or what do you this? think of the book? Ben, how long that was terrible. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm appalled. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. No! You should both feel loved and honored <laughs> that I'm giving you part of my Black Friday week to record we this. We appreciate that, yeah. Just because I'm delirious and don't know anything doesn't I'm mean sure that I don't sure all of care. your fans and listeners out there appreciate it too, Benjamin. I know. I'm doing it for them. I'm not doing it for you fools, obviously. <laughs> Thank you, fans. I'm holding on for it. <laughs> I'm not the hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm the hero of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, um, Jesus, how'd you feel about this book? Um, it was. I feel like I've said it. Uh, yeah. I feel like you've said it. Plenty. Aaron, how did you feel about the book? I feel that if you want to read uh, a very dark book, if you want to read something that maybe had some ties to some of the Nolan movies, if you want to see a little bit more of uh, Jason Todd as Robin <coughs> and how he kind of tries to rescue Batman... It's worth reading if you want a bat tank. That's a monster truck. You know that part was good. I, it, it's not have to read. No, it's it's not a have to by any stretch. Yeah, right. I uh, after the two of you guys read it and I got it right before we recorded and read it, I thought I was gonna feel bad about it. I thought I was gonna feel bad about making you guys read it. I did not. I really am happy that I read this book. I think uh, if you are a comic book fan, you don't need to be super into Batman mythology to go read this one, but I think it's worth reading because it's very different than a lot of other Batman stuff you're going to read. It's not a lot of superheroes and tights. It's more of a mm-hmm. it's more of a suspense horror movie taking that character of Batman and putting him into that setting. And I think that's one of the things that you know, whether or not this is your type of Batman story, it's one of the great things that Batman can do. He can be put into all of these settings and tell all these different kinds of stories. And I think for that, it, it definitely belongs in a Batman fans collection. So, Fair enough. What are we reading next time? Well, if you guys are reading along with us, uh, the next book we are reading, we are reading kind of a little spattering of issues. So we are reading a... Spatter, spatter. Petter, patter. 
We are reading a uh, two-issue story. Girl, she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> two-issue story <laughs> called Fever from Dete- Fever! Detective Comics 583 and 584. And we are reading um, The Gallows Doll from Showcase 94, number eight and number nine. I am excited. Um, so I'm just going to put this on the table. I could be crazy. I think we're going to meet a villain that all three of us will actually enjoy. That Aaron's like, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. (laughs) That I think you're absolutely correct on. Right. That how many villains do we all enjoy? Very few. So I'm excited. Slappy, very unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, you can, uh, you can check out the full list of comics on our Facebook at the brotherhood of Batman podcast, Facebook, um, you can check out Ben's other podcast, uh, What's New, Nancy Drew. Oh, thanks. You can uh, check out Aaron posting on Instagram. Or Twitter. Which, that one, which one do you do? You do Twitter. Twitter. At Brother HD. <laughs> Damn it, Batman. I was doing so well. It's all right. All right. Segways very nicely into Ben. Not knowing what segment's it's next It's that either. time again. We have segments here? <laughs> no, it's time to learn the day's lesson. Segment one and to is find ben out what it is, <laughs> we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Segment two is the same. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Tell us the lesson that we should learn. I kind of miss Ben doing the click, click, click sounds. Click, <laughs> Batman stuck to his guns. Oh. bump. Tranquilizer guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Um, next time we record, I will hopefully have energy because Black Friday will be over. Yes. Um, I didn't get obnoxious. Are you happy with that? Yeah. No, you're good. All right. I'm uh, Ben, your sunshine into Gotham. Go have a happy holiday because it's the holiday season. Holiday season. Holiday season. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest. I'll clean this up. I'm Jake. I'm the middle one. I've got a lot planned. See ya. Oats of berries cleanse the city's ways. I am the knight, a tyrant of the shade. I am the spice, I am the pain repaid. I am the knight, a fear that lies in shadows cannot fade. Crush the Hey everybody, this is Aaron from the Brotherhood of Batman. We just want to let you know the Brotherhood of Batman is now part of the Batman Podcast Network. And the Podcast Network is a collection of uh, Batman-themed podcast shows uh, and ones that cover DC films and other areas about Batman on film and some other things you may want to check out. We're excited to be part of this group, and you should head on over to batmanpodcastnetwork.com to find out more. And as always, check our socials for information about the Brotherhood of Batman on Facebook or Twitter or send us an email at brotherhoodofbatman at gmail.com. Thanks.